Yo, 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 yo. Hey. What's up? This is your boy, the D is silent, checking in. Fucking just got done uh, with the fucking another show. God damn it, my ears are ringing as fuck. I can't really hear myself being. <clears throat> Today is um, December 7th, 2018. In this episode, we're going to break down the fucking tour that was Whitechapel, Chelsea Grin, Oceano, and Slaughter to Prevail. Boy, oh fucking boy. I haven't been to a show where the entire lineup... Why well, actually, that's not true. But I haven't been to a show recently that the entire fucking lineup was out of fucking control, man. Holy fuck. Slaughter to Prevail... And, and I'm gonna get back to this, but Slaughter to Prevail opened. Now... They're relatively new to me. I just barely started checking them out because I knew I was going to come see them. And I was like, well, let me give them a chance, you know. And I went on Spotify and I just been listening to their top five songs. Now they only have an EP and, and one album. I mean, it's, they only have like 15 songs combined. I think it's, one's got like six and the other one's got like nine, ten songs. So it's 15 or 16 songs that they got. But that band completely fucking blew the fucking lid open. I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. I want to say they opened with the fucking soundbite to Jaws. I have to re- I have to go back because so much happened in between that time and the time that it fucking shit just ended. It, look, actually, it ended about 25 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, but I went to 7-Eleven to give me a Fiji and some fucking gummy bears and I was starving. So I just give me enough power just to get fucking home. Because I haven't eaten since, like... I had ice cream, but that doesn't fucking count. I haven't eaten since, like, yesterday, I think. The ice cream... I don't know why I decided to get ice cream before a concert. That was kind of stupid. But, either way... Let me get back to this concert. I want to tell you... Yesterday, which was December 6th, uh, it fucking poured. It fucking poured here in, Cal- in Southern California. Like, I was sitting... I was actually in Ontario, where my base of operation is for my trucks and stuff. Uh, I was sitting there chatting with some folks, and I had to give them some money. And I was like, oh, it's starting to rain pretty hard. I'll just wait till it lightens up, and I'll head home. Mind you, this was like 10.30 in the morning. And it fucking didn't stop pouring, and I had to just leave, because I was just wasting all fucking day. I stayed there till like 2 or 2.30. At which point I was like, um, if it's not going to stop fucking pouring to like five or six at night, I'm going to be here all fucking night waiting for this shit to stop pouring. But that led into today, December 7th, where I knew I wasn't going to be able to do anything because of the water. So I was like, okay, well, you, I took it on the fly. Like I, I, I knew I was going to get up. I had a couple of things I had to do in the morning as far as. Um, just things around my house, like, I wanted to make sure some things were in order, uh, I had to put some gas, actually had to get up, and I did, like, some paperwork, I think, but I left my house about, mm, 10 in the morning, 9.45, maybe 10, I think I was on the freeway, like, about 10.15, but I had to stop and put gas, so maybe I left my house about 9.30-ish, 
And I was like, okay, well, this fucking show, this this Whitechapel show, this 10-year, uh, this is Exile Tour is happening in Hollywood. I knew that. I was like, okay, well, if I get there like at noon or 1 o'clock, the traffic won't be bad because the traffic is bad first thing in the morning and then it's bad if I try to go like at 5 at night to get over here or 4 in the afternoon. I figured out if I get there like at noon or 1 o'clock, you know... I could just be there and I just walk around. So what I did was I get I got over here like about eleven, and I had looked up where the the show went down at the Fonda Theater here in LA, which is right off the 101 in Hollywood Boulevard, like literally like right off right off of it. Um, it's by the Shake Shack. It's by uh, what's it fucking by? Pantages is kind of right there. It's like right in that little area. Um, but I looked and I was like, okay, well, I'm here like 11. Let me run up because I looked on the map and like, if you look on the, uh, the fucking Apple Maps, there's like all kinds of shit around there. It's Capitol Records, which I went to go walk up to it and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, I did that. I went to Griffith Observatory, which which is actually kind of cool. I only paid 12 bucks to park and I just walked around it. Took a bunch of pictures. All of this shit is on my Snapchat. Um, sometimes I do that. Sometimes I don't. Like on my little adventure days, I go fucking fuck with it. Because I end up saving the footage and just posting it to YouTube. Uh, that to me is the easiest way to go about it. Because sometimes taking pictures. And taking little videos. And trying to stitch them together through iMovie is a big pain in the fucking ass. But it's not actually a big pain in the ass. It's just it's time consuming. And... You can do all that shit through Snapchat, save the little video, and it comes nice and fucking, like, like fucking, like fucking gift wrap just to load up to YouTube real quick. So that's why I do that. But either way, I went to Griffith Observatory. I got there, like, at 1, no, like, at, like, 1230. About two hours. Uh, so I had to leave there, like, about two. Yeah, I'm going to say maybe I got there about 12. So I, got, I left there a little bit before, too, because I was like, um... It, actually, Griffith Observatory, it's really small. There's not much to do there. And I was trying to find a way to get to the Hollywood sign. But the trail is like four miles from Griffith Observatory to the Hollywood sign. And everybody's saying it takes like an hour and a half. And, you, and that's if you're physically fit. Now, I'm not saying I'm not physically fit. I'm fat, but I'm not, not physically fit. I do fucking grown man shit but that fucking hollywood sign man i didn't have i don't have three hours to fucking walk it walk back walk down so i try to drive like see if there was like another route if i could get closer maybe I'll just hike up a mile couldn't find the route i need somebody to take me because people you can hang off of the let you can get behind the letters that'd be kind of cool to do like if i got here at like 10 in the morning that's the first thing i did and then the rest of the you chilled. That'd be kind of cool. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I did Griffith Observatory, which is actually... The building itself is really nice. Really clean. It's really clean. Uh, the space shit... Space is uh, right up my fucking alley, man. Uh, it, like, I, I believe... I believe I was born in the most worst possible era of human existence... I could possibly have ever been born in. And, and the, this era of human existence fucking sucks. 
because if I was born two or three hundred years in the future, we'd be in space. I know it. We might be extinct. There would only be two outcomes. We we're either going extinct or we're fucking in space like Star Wars, like two or three hundred years from now. Either we fucking nuke each other to death, or some shit happens, or we fucking go to outer space and everybody goes about their own fucking business and we come together as a people, like, because we're, because if all the Muslims and all the Christians separate, then there's no, nothing holding them together, you know, with the vastness of space. Of course, when they get back together, it's going to be festive and not fighting, but that's another story for another day. So I believe two or three hundred years from now, would have been perfect for me because I could have been like some fucking Mass Effect motherfucker like that's kind of some Star Wars motherfucker like some Han Solo shit that's kind of how I see space like yeah I'm probably gonna be a dirty grunt still but I'll be fucking zooming all over the fucking or or like colonizing a fucking planet or something like doing the fucking most craziest shit you could possibly think of even though you're far from home or whatever. It's just it's just a different vibe, man. Like it'd be cool to learn about like, oh look at those guys, like they were just stuck on one planet, like and then you're learning that like now your humans are on like seventeen planets and you guys are gonna start up to eighteen. That'd be kinda cool to learn like in a history book. But either way, we're I'm born in the wrong time. If I was born two hundred years or three hundred years in the future, we'd be in space. Or we wouldn't be at all. And if I was born two or three hundred years in the past, we're talking in the past too, man. We're talking knights. We're fucking talking, you know, Napoleon. I mean, I don't. What are we? Two thousand. We're talking eighteen hundreds. What was going down in the eighteen hundreds? I don't know, but it was fucking swords, fucking shields, your fucking might, fucking axes, and fucking. Yeah, your lifespan was short, but fuck, man, imagine. Like, I imagine now, man, gladiators and shit. Fucking. Uh, just fucking shooting a bow and arrow at a motherfucker, dude. Or doing that shit for fun, like, you're a knight, you're in charge of some shit. And honestly, that's how I kind of would be a knight. Uh, I highly doubt I'd be a farmer. Because of who I am, uh, fighting and fucking moshing and fucking doing some shit, I'd be perfect on the fucking battlefield, swinging a fucking axe into somebody's goddamn head. But anyways, if I was born two, three hundred years in the past, eighteen or seventeen, Joan of Arc, that'd be fucking my heyday. It'd be fucking slashing. And the war part of it, it sucks, but everybody went to war, um, and motherfucker like. I would, that would be me. I would have to have gone to war. like, And I would have fucking... I think I would have fucking killed everybody. And I would have fucking taken an axe to the chest. Taken an axe. Fucking a bone arrow to the stomach. But I would have lived. Injuries like that don't fucking faze me. Anyways. Uh, yeah, Griffith Observatory was fucking wild, man. It's fucking space. It's right up my alley. Uh, I liked it. 10 out of 10, I would fuck with it again. I actually want to fuck with it again at the nighttime. I don't know if you can get up there at the night. I know you could do some star viewing and shit. I'd like to hike all around that fucking mine. There's Mount Hollywood. The Hollywood sign. Uh, 
there's all kinds of trails back there. I mean, you would probably take a day or two to actually hike from one side of the mountain to the other, but totally worth it. Uh, the little bit I did see, I would fuck with it again instantly. Totally fun. Uh, but anyways, I came down the mountain after not being able to, after seeing Griffith Observatory and um, not being able to get to the Hollywood sign. Uh, I came back down. I parked. Now, right by the Fonda Theater, right by Hollywood, and I don't know the fucking other little street, right there is the Museum of Fucking Death. Now, I had seen that, and I was thinking about going there, but sometimes you go to those museums, like, like I went to the museum in Roswell, New Mexico, and... That was that was so fucking cool to be honest with you. Like eleven or twelve out of ten, I would fuck with it again, and I highly recommend anybody that goes to Roswell, New Mexico, go to that museum. Fuck it. Well, if you like space and you like, to me, it's, it tickles my nerd my nerd senses. It's fucking highly fuck withable. Um, now the museum of death. I was a little hesitant at first because, like, you know. Uh, what's if it's fucking lame? Because sometimes that happens to you go to you go to museums. Like I've been going to museums lately and just doing like bougie, bougie, bougie shit like that. But I went to the Museum of Death. It was you didn't have to get a ticket, or I mean you had to get a ticket, but it wasn't like you had to wait. Just walked up, I get in there, sixteen bucks I think. I forgot what it was. And then I got a little pin because I was like, well, what's if I just, instead of giving me change, what's if I get this little $3 pin? I got one. That was really cool. The guy was like, here, you want like your seven cents? I was like, nah, just keep it for the next person. Walked into the Museum of Death. And it, it, at first, I was like, oh, man, what did I walk into? Like, this is so cheesy. Like, it's just a bunch of pictures of these, like, um, Ed, Ed Gein and fucking... Uh, I can't think of the fucking clown killer's name right now. John Wayne Gacy? Or what is it? I don't know. Somebody could correct me. Whatever the fucking guy was killing the fucking kids. It's just a bunch of their, like, drawings. Like, uh, there was a couple of them in there. Um, I can't for, for remember for the life of me what was the first little things I saw. But I was, like, checking it. I was like, okay, well, I'm done with this. And then they go to the next little, like, room. And they have the elect- like an official electric chair there, which I thought was kind of neat. Now, mind you, you can't take pictures in there, which I wanted to, but you can't. But I was like, okay, you know, I, I get it. Like, you can't take pictures because then nobody's going to fucking come to your museum. Uh, now, I walked in the second room. The second room was a little bit cooler than the first room, only because I was like, fuck, I had never seen a a real, like, yeah, I don't know if it's a replica or not, but it's a fucking electric chair, and I was like, Jesus, like, yo, this fucking is hardcore, man, like, motherfucker fried up in this, on this motherfucker, dude, it's intense, it's a little intense, they start walking through it, and then they get to, like, you get to, like, a fucking body preparation area, where they fucking, you get to see all the fucking little tools, that they use to fucking prep your body when you fucking are going to be buried. Uh, the formaldehyde, 
all the instruments, man, the fucking instruments are gnarly. And I was like, what the fuck is this? That, I know, it was at that point I was like, all right, this museum went from being kind of like, eh, to being like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't expect them to have, like, I thought it was just going to be what I first saw, like, like, kind of corny shit. But as you get into that, I watched a little video. It took me, like, ten minutes to watch how they fucking drain blood from the body. I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is fucking... And the guy's like, here, pull up a chair. You can watch it. Like, I was like, nah, I'm good, man. I already fucking stood here and watched it. Uh, I went to the different caskets that, that they offer you. And then I went... Uh, Stumbled upon fucking a little zone where I guess in the olden days when the babies were born, like stillborn or whatever, the rich people would fucking embalm them or whatever. I don't know what they were fuck they were doing. They had like little baby, little baby skulls and dresses. I thought that was kind of creepy. Uh, and then fucking pictures and jewelries of fucking uh, the Victorian era, fucking very. Uh, I mean, from that, then you get into more. Uh, you get into a section where it's like modern killings, and not modern killings, but there's a whole section of car crashes and people just fucking with their heads fucked up. People's fucking whole bodies like, like if they just went through a ringer, like fucking, in fucking. There's a. There's a couple, I don't know who the fuck they are, but they fucking were on a drug, drug fuel. And that guy was like, hey, you, you good? And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm fucking reading this. And I was like, I was like, these people are nuts. He's like, oh, yeah, those are, those are the most, some more infamous ones. We got this girl, I think his name was Jennifer Clark, fucking dating some guy. And some other guy came up and blasted this dude in the head. And then they decided to do coke, heroin fucking cut the guy's head off, fucking cut his feet off, fucking cut his hands off, and we're like, I, doing the most of the fucking, I mean, I don't know what the fuck, then she turned herself in, and they gave her, like, 80 months of prison time, and they gave the dude that actually shot the other dude 50 years, I thought that was kind of bullshit, uh, then there was a, some other one where some local Hollywood killings, this lady's body was in a fucking in the middle of the alley, just naked, and her head was found in a fucking wooden box, like, a week later, just randomly, and I was like, who the fuck does that, I don't know, that blew me away, like, I was like, fuck, this is getting, like, real, and then I walked over to this other little section, I was checking out the fucking, they had a, a elephant skull, a giraffe skull, they had a little skull area, it was fucking dope, uh, just skulls that you don't see, like, everywhere, like you could go to a museum where there's got bones and shit, but I ain't got to. I don't got time to do all that. But either way, checked out a bunch of skulls, and then we hit. I hit the Heaven's Gate section that they got. Now that shit tripped me the fuck out, only because it's in San Diego. And I know which part of San Diego it is, and I've actually think I've heard about this shit, but it's the most Heaven's Gate. If I don't know if you guys know, and I'm like trying to hurry this up, but Heaven's Gate, fucking, the homie convinced, I don't know, like, 30, I don't know, either 30 or 60, I forgot what I read, but, to fucking kill themselves, now, the, the fucked up part is, they didn't all 
drink the magic potion like they, like Jonestown. Some of them, they they drank the potion like ten or fifteen of them, and then the ne- the volunteers above them covered them up and fucking put them in their bed and made them at peace, and then they then like another ten or fifteen did it, and then another ten or fifteen did it. And then just the guy at the very end, the main dude, did himself. He was the last one. And I was like, fuck, man, could you imagine if you were, like, high-ranking and you got to fucking watch the first wave of people fuck up their entire life? (laughs) And then the second wave, and then it gets to you, like, I would be like, oh, hell no. And then the fucking guy's fuck, the guy, I read his fucking memoir or whatever the fuck, his shit made so much fucking sense, man. It's easy to see how he convinced everybody to do it. I, I'd have to dig into it more, but I read it, and I was even convinced, like, God damn it, he's got a fucking good point. He's got a really good fucking point. Uh, and obviously he did, because he had them people fucking off themselves by drinking, I don't know, some powder with some fucking pudding and vodka. He drank and ate it, checked the vodka down. You just fucking died. And I was like, holy shit. Anyways, that tripped me out. And then we went to... I got into Manson's... uh, Charles Manson's section. And he's another one, man. He's a trip, dude. They have a bunch of memorabilia from him. You know... Next to him, they had the Black Dahlia. Or the, you know, the Zodiac Killer. I, I don't know if Black Dahlia... They had her murder there bunch of pictures and stuff there, O.J. Simpson, uh, again, they had Manson's videos playing, I sat there and watched it for like 10, 15 minutes, uh, Sarah, is it Sarah Good, you know, and I'm a fan of the Acacia Strain, and the Acacia Strain has been a fan of the Manson's, the Manson family for a cool minute, since 3750, you know, passing the pencil test, all the way up to the Beast. Um, the two, those two sound bites from Passing the Pencil Test and the Beast are both, uh, Manson related, and I've known that for a while, but it's just so eerie to fucking, like, I haven't seen that video of Manson spit off, if I've started killing people, there'd be none of you left, or, it's, believe me, if, you, if I started killing people, there'd be none of you left. And the way he fucking looks and says, bro. And then Sarah Good says the intro to the beast. It's um, her lines are. How does the beast start? Why can't I fucking pull it up off the top of my head? Um, I don't know, the last line is and you kill whoever gets in your way this is us, that's the last line I can't fucking, I'm drawing a blank as to what the fuck she actually says in the beginning anyways, that was just playing in the background and I'm fucking sitting there listening to it like and I, I put, kind of put it all together into my head, like, yeah, Charles, 
Charles is, is fucking, he's nuts, dude. And again, he's another one that it makes a lot of fucking sense the shit he says. Like, this world is so fucked up, you can't change it. So you might as well just fucking go ape shit. Like, I mean, if you actually sit and listen to his message, and you come in from a very dystopian mind view, his shit makes fucking tremendous sense. And it's easy to see how people can be like, you know what? The fucking corruption at top of the government will never let anybody fucking topple them. And that kind of isn't even true to this, to this day. Like, I don't believe right now that the United States, there could ever be a, a fucking a revolt of all the poor people coming together to overthrow the government. It, it just won't happen. We're so split in the middle. And even at that, there's corruption on both sides. And even at that, are we really going to fucking uh, take on the military? No. You know, Charles Manson says the police were supposed to be there to protect you. Now they're there watching you. You know, the police are not... The police, in reality, are there for your protection. They're not there to fucking spy on you and fucking... Throw you in jail and shoot you. That's not... But he, what he says about that, I mean, that's fucking true. Anyways... Out of his section, you hit up the the Jonestown section. They have a whole thing about him, uh, and then you know you get into your Jeffrey Dahmer. I was checking out his shit. Ed Gein, his his shit. Uh, they have a bunch of fucking animals in jars, like preserve baby dogs. I mean, it fucking everything is mind blowing in that shit. And the last, I just fucking watched like for 15 minutes. Uh, the people removing all the organs of a fucking a freshly dead cadaver. I don't know why I sat there and watched it, but I just fucking was like, this is what I have to look forward to when I die. Like, they're gonna fucking cut a giant Y into my body. Like, it looks like the letter Y, and they fucking peel the skin back. Like, they take your heart out, they take all your internal organs out, they fucking cut your chest wide open, they break your chest cavity. I believe they put it back, but they fucking rip your chest cavity open. You're not, I don't know why, and I don't know why I fucking watched this. Uh, but I find it kind of interesting. I was like, fuck, man. That fucking guy is filleting a motherfucker. Dude, the guy that was fucking flaming, he fucking was quick about it. That's why I, like, he was quick. Anyways, that was fucking cool. And then that was, that's kind of how the tour ended, but I mean, it's, it's cool because I'm like a fucking metalhead, so I'm used to, I'm used to that kind of shit. Death, you know, shit doesn't scare me. Um, all the serial killers, you know, Marilyn Manson has been fucking there. Every every metal band has they draw from some of that shit, and it's been sprinkled in this entire time I've been listening to heavy music. So that was kind of cool just to see that shit. And it's not like you see it like you see a documentary because. It's, documentary doesn't do justice. The documentary only gives you an hour of perspective. This one gives you tangible shit to look at. Uh, but the Museum of Death, definitely for the 16 bucks, I fucking loved it, man. It was fucking so dope. Uh, just because I've been, I grew up with that kind of shit. I don't know, like, it's been there. Like I said, the K-Stream's got those soundbites. I've been rocking the K-Stream for fucking almost 15 years now. Like, so it's just been there. I know... 
I just fucking know. Like, it's just what it is. Anyways, back to... After that, I walked around... Uh, I just walked down Hollywood Boulevard. I walked for a cool minute. Uh, I got some Rick and Morty ice cream. Which was uh, Dark Matter and their fucking... Uh, uh, fuck, what was the other flavor? I don't know, it's caramel, some shit. Both of their flavors at, at Afters Ice Cream here in California, I think they're only in California. The Ricky Morty Ice Cream, they're fucking bomb. I had a, a scoop of each with some M&Ms and some fucking Fruity Pebbles. And fire. Straight fire. Uh, both flavors are fuck with the bowl. Both are delicious. Um, and then I hit the show. I actually had to fucking, I had to go to my car to charge my phone, so I was in my car for like an hour, to charge my phone, which was cool, because I needed, I needed just a little break, but into the show, like I said, I, I sprinkled in, I start back with Slaughter to Prevail, I just sprinkled in, damn recently, like the last two or three weeks, I was like, just checking them out, now, I'm a Godzilla fan. I don't know if you guys remember that from earlier podcasts, but I'm a fucking Godzilla fucking stan. Uh, the new trailer, by the way, comes out, I think, either Sunday or Monday. It's going to be online. Uh, Legendary and the Godzilla, all the Godzilla accounts are fucking on on, on high alert because they just did Tokyo Comic Con, so they, re- they released images of all four monsters that are going to be in, or all four kaiju that are going to be in the fucking movie, Godzilla, Rodan, Mothra, and King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah, or Ghidorah, whatever the fuck you want to say it. It's King Ghidorah to me. Uh, Ghidorah is huge in compared to all the other toys. I don't know if it's going to relate to if that's going to be the case in the movie, which I think it is. Uh, Rodan looks straight up like a fucking pterodactyl. That's on fire. That's just boring. And I and I actually the little thing that Legendary is doing is called the the Monarch sightings or whatever. Their their uh, ad campaign is fucking legit. Cause they haven't really stopped since the last Godzilla. Like they, they don't they don't update it often, but they've been fucking with it. Like they're trying to build their own little universe just like Marvel has, so they, the kaiju move around and they don't. People don't know like where they're doing or, or what's going on, and they, and they constantly moving. Or some just go dormant. Uh, and it's been moving here and there throughout the, the entire time the movie's been being produced. And it's kind of cool. And now that they're saying Godzilla and Rodan are approaching Brazil, which is Brazil Comic Con's cracking on Sunday, I believe. And that's when the trailer's going to be released. But it won't be uh, online until Monday morning. Which is fine. I think either Sunday night or Monday morning. But either way, Godzilla is my, I, I, you know, I'm a fan. I'm a fucking total fucking fan. I'm a fanboy. Of the highest degree. You know, we can get into the debate about Destroyer versus Godzilla and, and fucking Mechagodzilla and the fucking Toho anime, which I actually love the second part. Uh, fuck the haters. Mech, you're not going to have a Mechagodzilla. It was a Mecha City. Uh, to me, that made a lot of sense. It's not what people want, but it made a lot of sense. Anyways, Slaughter to Prevail has a song called Hell. It's just it's just called Hell. And I listened to the first song. I think their first song on Spotify is not Hell. 
first song is, I don't know what it is, but... The second song is Hell. Now... The song is really good. Uh, mind you, you know, when I listen to bands, sometimes I'm just like... They sound just like all the other bands. Like, I'm like waiting for them to like do something crazy. Like, I don't know, or just a, a sound sample, or I don't know, or just fucking drop the beat all the way to it's fucking at the lowest it goes. Give me a fucking... You, when you're... And, I, and that's just basically how it is. When you're starting out, it's, you've got to be fucking different. You've got to be what everything sort of is, like, in the same range, but you've got to be your own fucking flavor. You know, there's a million bands, Vanilla With, Vanilla With, Vanilla With, Vanilla With. Why don't you be Chocolate With? Or why don't you be Vanilla and Chocolate With? You know, you've got to, you've got to differentiate yourself. Now, the song Hell has a fucking soundbite that... Oh my god. It, it legendary used it for the Godzilla trailer back in 2014. And it's Robert Oppenheimer's fucking speech about the nuclear Oh my god. Um the last line is now I now I am become dead, the destroyer of worlds. Fuck and then the fucking just the fucking the breakdown just fucking crashes through the fucking and it's not a, it's not no slouch of a breakdown it's a fucking mantra now they open with I like that's like the only song I truly 100% know to that band but as I said before they open with a fucking if, I, if I'm not it's the fucking Jaws it's fucking Jaws bro they they that's you know, it's tell me why I think that's what it fucking was. It, I was recording it like I was just gonna record like the first minute because that's what I do on Snapchat, like trying to get the intro to every band. You know, because usually bands like they're like, "What's up, motherfucker?" You know, they kick off with their fucking their most one of their most rambunctious songs that they have. Most of the time, that's how bands do it. And they end with their most revolution songs. And in the middle, they kind of like switch it up a little bit. But I try to get now. I was like, all right. And then I was, I wasn't sure that what I was hearing. And I don't even know what the fuck they were playing. But I don't know. I swear to God, it was fucking Jaws. Now I'm fucking blown away. Mind you, I'm fucking recording it, and I'm like sitting there thinking to myself, like, bro, what the fuck? Who does that? That is so fucking. And now, like I just said, that's so fucking far out of that dude's out of fucking control, bro. That shit took me, that shit, I'm fucking, I was sold, man. I'm like now a Slaughter to Pharrell fucking fan. Like, I need to know all about this fucking band now. And the, and they're not fucking, man, and I'm not even, they're not fucking, they're, they're not fucking slouches, man. They're fucking, The dude has a, it looks like he's wearing a Donnie Darko mask, a modified Donnie Darko fucking thing. Like the creature from Donnie Darko, sort of looks like. I, I have to, I, like I said, I have to dig into the band a little bit more. And now they're on high on my radar of fucking bands I'm going to listen to. And if I can see them again with somebody else, I mean, they're fucking out of, they're out of control. 
That band is out of control. Anyways, Hell is the second song they played, and I, they fucking played the fucking soundbite during the song it, it live. And oh my god, I was like, oh my god. Now I didn't mosh them because I like, I wanted to take them in, but I'm was fuck. I, I was sold by the time the fucking first song ended. And the only other song that I caught the name, I'm gonna have to, like I said, uh, is either Cold Death or or Tuesday. I'm not sure. Then there's a uh, Russian Hate, and I don't know what they ended with. But the ending song was fucking berserk too. I mean, fucking nuts. And that was Slaughter to Bro. And I, they opened. Now, mind you, most opening bands don't have people moshing, people are not even, don't even know who the fuck they are, they're not fucking coordinated, Slaughter to the Breath, Slaughter to Prevail could have easily been right behind Whitechapel, they are well fucking rehearsed, uh, they're, they're a main stage-esque band that was just opening on this fucking tour, uh, but they ended and they led right into Oceano, now, Oceano for me holds a special place because I actually named one of my companies after them. Not after them, but I was looking for a company named, you know, for the swimming pools I do. And Oceano is just, a, it's a body of water, but it's a, it's Spanish. Oceano is actually, it's actually Oceano. But you can say Oceano. And actually, it's a really cool name to be involved with water. If you're, if you're, you want to simplify it, there's only five letters, six letters, but it's, uh, there's only five different letters. Uh, it's a cool name. And, and Oceano is a band, and they're, that's right, I mean, it just made a lot of sense to me to name a company after that. Anyways, Oceano plays, now, they've got, like, I, when I got into Oceano, they were already, like, a band. They, like, they already had, like, three or four albums. So I only listened to, like, their most popular songs. But they play Lucid Dreams, which is fucking a banger. District of Misery, which is probably my favorite song from them. They play that. Uh, District of Misery is fucking the jam. It's fucking a beat down for four minutes. Like... That's right up my fucking alley, man. The fucking, you know, you just Oceano is—they're no slashies either. That band is, that band could easily have been where Whitechapel is, and I've seen them before at another California metal fest, and they fucking blew my socks away then too, which is kind of where I got into them. Uh, their album Depths is fucking righteous. It's just the perfect amount of metalcore, hardcore, death metal all into one. Uh, they played two, two songs off of that. Um, God damn. Yeah, Oceano fucking killed it, dude. And then Chelsea Grin. You know, I've been bumping Eternal Nightmares. And I've been bumping some of their old shit. You know, Revenant, Damnation, Playing With Fire. They didn't play Playing With Fire. But they played a song that off of Eternal Nightmares that I feel is probably their heaviest, their wildest song, and that song is called Outliers. Boy, oh boy, 
Outliers is a fucking, it's a concert in a song. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but it's fucking just a fucking riot. Jesus Christ. Uh, there's no part in that song where you're not fucking fighting a motherfucker. There's just absolutely no part of that fucking song where you're not fucking, you're not just wanting to fucking put your foot into a motherfucker's jaw or to fucking put your arms and fucking just push somebody through the fucking wall. There's there's no part of that song where it's fucking, it like, kind of lulls. There, there isn't even a fucking wind-up. It just goes from fucking beating to a bigger beat to a fucking the biggest breakdown you've ever heard of fucking 2018. Like, that song is designed just to fuck... It's just a mosh song. That's all it is. It's not... You, I don't know why bands don't fucking just make just straight fucking mosh songs. Just make a whole album with fucking mosh songs. And then the next album you do, like three-quarter mosh songs, and you try to switch it up a little bit, and then the next album, you make a whole, you know, on your third, al- third album, you're gonna do 80% mosh songs, and then on your fourth album, you can do, like, 75% mosh songs, and then you can fuck around a little bit. After your fourth album, if you haven't made it, you, you should stop with doing what you're doing, but if you just make nothing but mosh songs, and the wildest shit, you can't go wrong. It's not a fucking recipe for for failure, it's a recipe for success, Outliers is a fucking, it's, that song is fucking monstrous, and they play that, like, mid-fucking set, bro, they had a wall of death, like, mid-fucking set, and it wasn't even for fucking Outliers, that was for fucking Dead Rose, uh, I guess I didn't really know the songs I just mentioned, Damnation, and a few other ones, so I've been into Chelsea Grin for a while, but Chelsea Grin and Whitechapel seemingly go on these fucking stupid-ass tours. Well, actually, they, they're not actually... They're more into the metal core. So they roll around with the Black Dahlia. They roll around with, uh, you know, like, Creator. And other fucking bands, that, to me, that I don't fuck with. Or maybe I'm fucked with, like, one song. But most of those bands I don't fuck with. That version of metal I don't fuck with often, like... Their, their side. And then Chelsea Grin and Whitechapel both, they get on these festivals where I'm like... Oh, they're gonna play Knotfest. And they fucking play at, like, 9 in the morning. And then you have to fucking sit there and listen to Goat Whore. To fucking sit there and fucking listen to fucking Black Label Society all fucking day fucking mastodon, like, I don't fuck with that shit, like, to me, that metal is too clean, it's not fucking real metal, and those bands, to a lot of people, are fucking the shit, to me, they're not the shit, it's too clean, it's overproduced, oh, that happens to bands, I don't know, I don't know why they let that happen, um, something, to me, just on the, like, the, the record needs to be good, and then you need to play well live, most of those bands play well live, and you can't tell that their shit is boring or sucks live because it is not. But it's not the same on the album. You tell you tell it's overproduced. Um, and I get it. It's a money thing. I ain't got nothing against these bands personally. Like I'm not gonna go and fucking you know like trash their fucking their set or fucking pick a fight with them or anything. 
It's just, it's just literally is not my style. To me, the overproduction, I need a little bit more tinge of fucking like it was recorded in the garage. Or I need some like live sessions. Like Slipknot suffers from that as well. Like their newer shit, like the great chapter, and I think they're coming out with some new shit. To me, it's a little overproduced. Like they took out every little bit of fucking if like they just were jamming as a band and they just recorded it the most cleanest as possible. And I, I kind of, eh, I don't like it myself. So I, like, on the great chapter, the best song that I like is Custer. And it's just because that song is wild. And then it just, it sounds like they went back, like, to some older formula to make that song. They even have a little intro. The guy's like, what about that song? Dun, 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 dun. I don't know who says that. But Custer is fucking dope. Anyways, Chelsea Grin had a wallet and they and had a wallet after for Dead Rose. And Dead Rose is fucking nuts. And they ended with Hostage. Hostage is fuck. I've been bumping Hostage for since Warp Tour earlier this year. Like I've been bumping Eternal Nightmares like off and on like this entire since like summer. And I'm thoroughly convinced now that fucking Outliers, Hostage, and Dead Rose are like the three best songs. They're, Outliers is the best song on that fucking album. Holy shit. But moving on from Chelsea Grin. And I, and I wish I could see these bands more, but like I said, they get stuck on some shitty ass stores and I don't fuck with it. And Chelsea Grin's always not the main band. And they're never rolling with they're never rolling with good bands to anywhere else. But this this show was actually really good, and I actually know Oceano, Chelsea Green, and Whitechapel, and so it made sense to come to see it. Uh, Whitechapel, haven't seen them in a cool minute too, for the same reason they fucking tore and they get stuck on some shitty ass tours. Like they actually think they played Nafest or fucking uh, some other festivals, and they're opening, and I'm not gonna fucking pay hundred bucks to watch Whitechapel in the near play at ten or eleven in the morning and watch. Slipknot at night, like, the rest of the day be kind of, like, just sitting there baking, like, it's not my idea of a fucking, and for that reason, I have not seen Slipknot in a cool minute, because they don't do too much, as a matter of fact, the other year, it was supposed to be Slipknot Corn in another band, in that tour, they went everywhere else playing the same stage, and then when they fucking got to California, they did an office shit, where Corn played one day, Slipknot played the other. Now I'm not with that shit because no one's gonna go fucking two days to watch only like four bands play. Like, nah, you can fuck right off with that shit. So I didn't see that shit. Uh, and I didn't go to, I made a mistake and didn't go to uh, see Slipknot for their 10 year anniversary of Iowa. And did I miss out? Yeah, but next year, 2019, is gonna be the 20 year anniversary. 20 years? Yeah, I think it'll be 20 years of, uh, either 10 or 20 years of, uh, Slipknot, Slipknot. That shit came out in 99. I was a freshman, yeah. It's 2000, gonna be 2009. It'll be about 20 fucking years. So, maybe they're gonna do, hopefully they do a fucking, and I'd love to see that shit, because as much as I love Iowa, Slipknot, Slipknot is the album that started it all. What I would not give to fucking watch, servicing fucking wait and bleed and all that shit one more fucking time, man. And sprinkle in a little bit of fucking Iowa. 
and some of their other shit. But that's neither here nor there. But anyways, Whitechapel, it's a 10-year anniversary, too, of This Is Exile, which is what intrigued me about this shit, because I only fuck with Whitechapel to the album past This Is Exile, which is really good. I don't, can't think of the name of it. And then I ha- I got the, the one after that in Section 8, or whatever it is, whatever it's fucking called. Maybe that's a song on it. But after that, I stopped fucking with them because they got too, they too, they cleaned up their shit too much too. There wasn't the tinge of fucking like, they got overproduced. And, I, and I'm okay, they're okay. Like I watched, they played their new song Brimstone. I listened to it the other day because I was like, well, I will just listen to it because I'm going to go see them anyways. And so I was like, I just listened to it. I didn't really care for the song too much on Spotify. And I gave it its due diligence. I sent the whole fucking song. But live, that song, I, I, they're totally different live, man. I don't know why they lack fucking promise on their albums, but live, they fucking tear shit up. But either way, they played like two songs I didn't know, which I'm assuming are more newer shit. Hit off Brimstone and immediately just fucking started, started off with Father of Lies, bro. I haven't heard that fucking song. As a matter of fact, when I knew I was coming to this, I dusted them off earlier this week. I gave that whole album a listen to, and I was like, fuck, man. Like, this takes me back to that 2008 shit. I was on some bullshit in those days. I fucking hated everything, and fucking Whitechapel was another band that their message was just what I fucking needed at those point in, at that point in my life. Um, hit it off with Father of Lies, and their fucking set was monstrous, man. They played the whole the whole album through, uh, just like the Acacia Strain did. Um, Possession. Fucking Messiah, Bollicle, fucking Legions, um, To All That Are Dead, Father of Lies, oh god, a Daemon. Uh, they played all that shit that I fucking love, man. I love that. That album is fucking good. Exalt. I think I just named every song, or I'm missing a few, but whatever. Um, Legions is one of my favorite songs of all time, and it's, it's just because it's just a giant fucking breakdown. There's no words to it, like, there's no point to the words, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, Father of Lies, it's fucking great. Possession is probably the best song on that. Um, but goddamn, man, Whitechapel fucking boot. I was so fucking blown away by this fucking show, man, it's fucking gnar. Uh, like I said, I haven't been to a show since. The last show that I went to that was absolutely 100% gang-banging fucking, like, out of this world fucking gnarly from start to finish. I went to go see Knock Loose with Terror, Jesus Peace, and Vamakara at the Terrorgram, like, way earlier this year, like, maybe February or March. And that, Vamakara, too, is one of these bands that fucking, like, just, they're fucking, absolutely fucking bonkers. And I don't know why they didn't get no love yet, but they they should be getting love. And then Jesus Peace is fucking... Jesus Peace is having a year, man. Jesus Peace is good. And Terror, I hadn't seen Terror in a full minute, and Terror fucking blew me away, too. And if anybody knows... Any, if anybody who's anybody who knows fucking heavy music knows Knock Loose right now, 
knockers is fucking out of control. But that was the last show. That shit, I think, happened in February or March. And it's been since then. Since then, we're having to be doing a show with the fucking entire lineup. It's fucking crazy. And this fucking show, the entire lineup was fucking crazy. And I'm, like, beyond fucking thrilled that I spent $30 to come out here and fucking watch this. And the whole day was fucking lit, man. Um... The heavens and rain yesterday and today just fucking it just what it was man like came out here ran up to Griffith Griffith Observatory got us shoot the shit and I seen LA from the heights man I never seen LA like that in my life you can see clear to the fucking beach uh, you can see Hollywood you can see downtown LA you can see the Staples Center you can see all that shit man and then the Griffith Observatory is space, you know, like I said earlier, man, space. I wish I was born 300 years in the future. Maybe not. Maybe this is my fucking, my time. And I'm making the most of it, I think. But, goddamn, that was fucking dope. The Museum of Death, I touched on that. Museum of Death, uh, fuck, man. That mind-blowing. I fucking highly recommend that motherfucker, too. I, I loved it, I, no two ways about it. Like, I would fucking go to it again tomorrow. Because I didn't... I, even though I read most of the shit, there's so much shit that, you, that I probably missed. And I think if you go, if you go to the museum in that church, you probably get everything. But it's fucking dope. Uh, now I want to go home and research more about the Heaven's Gate. Get back into Manson. Get back into fucking... Dahmer, and shout out to the Dahmer incision, you know, on Instagram, we're fucking around, none of those homies, some of them are don't pay attention to the shit we've been posting, we're all in a group chat, Fontana family, I think there's like seven or eight of us, and the Dahmer incision was a band that existed <laughs> back in like fucking 2000, and, you know, fucking like three or four, anyways, it's just kind of so. It's just weird. You see the Dahmer incision. You fucking actually see Jeffrey Dahmer's incisions. You fucking read all about him. You shit. Yeah. You fucking see little pieces of fucking shit that they got from him directly, like handwritten notes and shit. And I don't know why these fucking criminals. That's all they do when they get to prison. They just start drawing. Like, like bro, they could have been artists. Some of them actually. Manson could have been an actual artist. He did figurines and shit, I don't know, out of a fucking string. Instead, he decided to fucking try to convince people to kill other people, which was cool, too. Um, the presidents of, you know, in the United States convinced people that we got to kill other people. It's the same fucking thing. No different than any mob boss. Hey, this guy needs to get killed because he's fucking stealing. He's got to go. Like, when you... Our society, when you get built up to to the top, you start barking orders and killing people off. Just how it goes. That's just the society we live in. Just how it goes. Uh, but the Museum of Death was fucking bonkers. Walking down Hollywood Boulevard was great. Uh, I almost hit the triple hat, man. I almost, because Christy Mack is fucking stripping. Yesterday, she stripped in Ontario. Tonight, she's actually in North Hollywood. Tomorrow, she's actually at the Deja Vu right on Hollywood and Vine, which is tomorrow night, December 8th. 
And I actually walked over there thinking it was going to be tonight because I was going to roll up in there like after the show. Because she goes on at like midnight or one and I've been chatting here for a good minute. Almost hit the fucking triple hat or the fucking, I almost pulled the hat trick. But she's not there dancing. I'm not going to go fucking waste money on some random ass hoes. And I'm on my, I'm almost home now. I'm like five minutes away and I'm almost done with this fucking podcast. But the fucking show, uh, Whitechapel, Oceano, Chelsea Green, and Slaughter to Prevail, I give it 10 out of 10. Fucking, it just took me back to my fucking younger, more angry. I don't know if I was more angry. I think I'm more angrier now. Well, actually, I don't know if I'm angry. I'm more hardened. Maybe in the past, I was just more fucking volatile. Let things get to me. Now I'm a little bit more hardened, a little bit more jaded, a little bit more callous. But the, I still, I still fucking know all of this is exact. I only had to brush it off. I didn't have to fucking like. I know all the words of the songs. They're there. I listened to that album off and on for like two years straight. That and the somatic, somatic defilement and the album right after this is exile. Uh, and actually, the album after this is exile has one of my favorite songs from them. Um, I don't know the fucking name of it off the top of my head, but I, I can find it if I fucking Spotify and know exactly what song I'm looking for. And that one has Murder Sermon, I think, on there, too. Fucking The Acacia Strain and Whitechapel. As a matter of fact, that was one of the other times I've seen Whitechapels with The Acacia Strain in Hollywood uh, years ago. They did That fucking tour was amazing. Um... Yeah, this fucking tour was amazing, man. My day was fucking amazing. It was lit. Uh, this podcast, like I said, actually, the fucking Apple Maps told me it was going to take 57 minutes to get home. It's 58 minutes now. I'm like two minutes away. And they were pretty close. Hit a little bit of traffic. But I decided to fucking chat it up with you guys for a cool minute. Just let you know what my day was. Oh, my fucking ears are still ringing. My throat is a little raspy. Um, yeah, I'm going to end this podcast right now because fucking that shit is as fresh as it can get fucking slaughter to prevail. They're, they're a young band. They, like I said, they only got an EP now and like one album. So I caught them right in time. That fucking band is wild, man. Uh, the other three bands are fucking just as wild, but slaughter to prevail took me, it, they took me out. They fucking, that was shook. I'm fucking shook still. I'm like, fuck, like, where did this band come from? And I think they're from fucking Russia, bro. From the fucking motherland of Russia. Maybe Moscow, I'm not sure. It'd be interesting to find that shit out. Anyways, guys, I'm out. Uh, enjoy this fucking podcast. Those of you out there listening, um, I appreciate it. All right, you guys, I'm out. You know what it is? The D is fucking silent, yo.